Oh God, this. All right, this is the one that destroyed me. <laughs> and not in like, oh, then all of a sudden I was drunk. That's was not what so I mean by good. destroyed. I mean like I had a fit during this. And it's all Mark's fault. Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raised the roof, now we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, Welcome to The Whiskey Topic, the weekly podcast that tends to get off topic. My name is Mark Bylock. I'm the author of The Whiskey Cabinet, and my co-host is Jamie Johnson, who runs a private but approachable bourbon club here in Toronto, Canada. You can also find our podcast on the website whiskey.buzz. If you want another song. Welcome to episode 36 of The Whiskey Topic. I am here, as always, with Jamie Johnson, and we have a special guest today, Jennifer Chan. <laughs> Jennifer Chan is a food and whiskey enthusiast. That's just a way to say that I don't know terribly many things. I just eat and drink a lot. Jen basically has a wonderful whiskey collection, mostly scotch-focused at home. Yeah. And um, and so we uh, we're here today because we did one of those uh, you know every six weeks or so we do a whiskey tasting and Jamie and I are there and uh, I'm I'm usually running it and uh, we bring in a participant from the whiskey tasting to the show and we talk about our experiences. Um, the whiskey tasting we did this time around has to do with um, was that kind of price point related I'd say mm-hmm. I didn't have a grand theme <laughs> um, but uh, so we're gonna go through. The four rounds, we'll cover these pretty quickly, but we'll go through the four rounds of whiskey tasting. Um, but first, I want to really, uh, and so Jamie, you and I talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen, you probably haven't, we, you probably don't know about this, but um, Diageo released a statement this week. Mm. Um, I think it was actually last week, along with their financial statement. And they were like, people want something very specific. They want more open they want distilleries to more yeah. transparency, right? Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, happened ever since, you know, about a month ago. The, uh, you know, there was all this argument as to how much transparency can be available to whiskey, you know, on the whiskey bottle, that kind of stuff. So Diageo's like, you know, I think the goal is, you know, people are starting to lose a little trust in the bigger companies, and we want to show more transparency. I'm like, okay, I'm reading this. I'm like. This is good. I'm Down liking this. Yeah. And to be fair, Diageo has a lot of transparency. They, they're the ones that are pushing for like labels on whiskey. They're like to have like an actual like caloric content and that kind of stuff. So Diageo definitely does have a transparency that they've gone out of the way to do, and they've pushed the uh, U.S. law to allow for them to put things like calories and sugar content. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, so okay, we want transparency. I'm like, okay, I'm digging this. This is great. This is on point. This is what we want to hear. It's like. We would like to let we would like to let you know that Johnny Walker is the largest craft whiskey, handmade whiskey in the world. We we are number one. So their transparency was, we're great we're and best. we're completely craft and we're the best selling craft whiskey in the world. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Comments. I, I mean, like, I, I it's it's kind of. I, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I would almost be like, oh, that's got to be a joke. Like, they've got to be, like, like elbowing, being like, ha, ha, like, wh- what? Right. So Johnny the, Walker's craft whiskey? So they're saying, like, I mean, consumers are questioning brands and institutions. And Johnny Walker is the largest craft whiskey brand in the world. Each bottle of Johnny Walker is created by extraordinary experiences, experienced, talented, and passionate group of makers from Scotland. Blah, 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 blah. So this is how they're being transparent, to let us know that they're great. Missing the point. Yeah. 
It's like this huge lead up where you're like, yes, yes, yes. And then it just kind of this oddball, like we're the best statement and yeah. the end. The end. I, what was the purpose of that? Yeah, right? What, uh, like, yes, we should be more transparent, but we're going to tell you nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, I, I, we're the best. You should buy us the end. That, yeah. That's how it sounds like. It's like I like Diageo for I like Johnny Walker mm-hmm. Black is a great product. I like a lot of the distilleries. I mean, Lugavul and mm-hmm. God, I got featured in my mm-hmm. book all all over the place. Uh, Talisker, right. um, but like marketing is clearly running Diageo right now. They're just like yeah. marketing is like we don't really understand whiskey. We sell a lot of vodka and other stuff. We don't really understand whiskey very well, but people want transparency. So we should yeah. talk about it. We should, and we should use the word craft because that's that's a big deal Important. right now. Yeah, that's yeah. a buzzy word right now. So, I mean, you know, like I that we've gone back and forth on this craft thing a lot on the on the podcast because like Maker's Mark and like there's all this stuff like swirling around about the use of the word like craft. Um, so that's not even I guess like the biggest weird thing in that. It's 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 like. What was the purpose of that? I don't understand. Like breaking, t- taking away all the, the, I don't know, the buzzwords. They're still not saying anything. You see, <laughs> they're not giving right. us any information. <laughs> it's almost like talking sure. about air, and that's about it. Yeah. I I think they're I think they're really worried. I think they're they're doing bad i don't their their sales are, are going down their sales are going so down. there's yeah so the numbers were showing that yeah because okay so last last week they announced smoky goat it's 35 <laughs> percent a spirit drink made from scotland and hops sorry sorry one of them is called smoky goats it's a sweet blend of scotch whiskey um and other stuff and uh then they made something else called boxing hairs h-a-r-e-s mm-hmm. which is a drink made from scotch and hops so this this whole okay. hops thing is right. like really this is taking over the whiskey world right now. People oh, yeah. want Hop, beer, hoppy, hoppy, hoppy whiskey. whiskey. Okay. Um, uh, and like, yeah. and then they've made like another product that again is just a combination of two different whiskeys from two different. I mean the whole idea here is like they're really stretching and yeah. maybe we're we're obviously not the target market, right? right. None of us that are going to be right. buying yeah. something hairs. Um, <laughs> but is there a target market for this? Is there a market? I don't know. What's the price point on those two? Did it say? No, I don't. I don't think I got that. I, I just feel like that. That's the kind of thing that you would market to to like a lower, lower, less knowledgeable group who's just like, I hear this scotch is great and these names are fun. Yeah, and uh, so there's like, craft in the word. Like, you know, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. right. And it's cool and it's hip and like it doesn't really matter which one. Like maybe it's it's you know it's that thing where just by sheer volume of like putting stuff out, they're mm-hmm. hoping to like nail it somehow. Like yeah, like you know to get their brand out there. Yeah, to make exactly. the name. Yeah, you know, and like I'm, that song you hate, but you know all the lyrics. Too. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh yeah, Justin Bieber's back. Isn't he? He's uh, new, he new is all back. over the place. New I'm not interested in no. In no. You know all the words, don't you? All the words, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, like, if you can sort of, if you can start competing on a level with like wine, which is maybe what they're trying to do, like, mm-hmm. just by putting, just churning out products, getting neat labels on there, bringing the price point down, like, you know, maybe they are trying to say, like, you know instead of going to the liquor store and buying and grabbing a bottle of wine for your hostess gift, maybe you'll buy this $20 bottle of weird blended whiskey with a cool label. I don't know. Mm, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say yeah. without actually 
Yeah. yeah. Talking to them straight up. It's it might be good. We got to try it. It's, it's Definitely, for, you know, all for, for trying. trying. Worth yeah. trying. Everything's always worth trying. And then you can decide whether or not you ever want to drink that again or not. Right? Yeah. Or you just want to chuck it across the room because it assaulted your <laughs> mouth sensibility. But who knows? It, it could it surprise. Happened. It yeah. could surprise. It could, oh, yeah. There has been some bad ones, though. Yeah. Uh, so I got the price point. It's about uh, 20 to 24 Okay. Pounds. So, okay. Oh, pounds, okay. Wow. Okay. So that's, yeah, still... It's priced about like 50? Buffalo. I think Buffalo Trace bourbon is about twenty eight pounds in, in, okay. in, right. in uh, the UK. So okay, yeah, you know. All right, and so we're not obviously, you know, here in Ontario, we probably won't see any of this for a little while. Yeah, um, if we see it at all, it's like a limited release. They're doing yeah. it like Berlin and Vienna okay. and a okay. few other okay. places. So it's kind of starting out small, mm-hmm. uh, which is the way they seem to do things. They're like, well, test market stuff. Here sure, it makes sense. See what happens. Right? Yeah, sure. So it's not actually like a, a like a lower tier essentially of um, scotch to drink essentially. Yeah. So it's still it's still reasonably priced. I think I think companies like that have a problem because their blends make them so much money, and yeah. then their single malt scotch doesn't mm-hmm. make them as much money. Right. I mean, if you own Johnny Walker, you, you've seemed like that you've succeeded in life. Your growth is like I would don't get me wrong, Johnny Walker. I'd be so like, yep, done. Yep. I'd be <laughs> so sure. happy with that. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have like all the all these people on podcasts with, like single malt scotch complaining about our other products. Screw you. We've got Johnny Walker. Go away. I mean, you know. Yep. That that would probably be my attitude. I wouldn't be proud of myself, but you know. Each <laughs> <laughs> round had a bit of an experiment to it. Um, so round number one, mm-hmm. I would do this with about uh, I think there was about eight people here, and we had. You know, the three of us on right now, we had food writers, wine writers, uh, two bartenders were on, uh, Sarah Parniak that was on the podcast, last podcast was there as well. And um, in fact, you guys probably heard the beginning of that tasting as we were closing off episode oh, 35. Okay. People were starting <laughs> to come in. Um, so round number one was really about no age statement whiskey and affordable no age statement whiskey. So... It was uh, Monkey Shoulder, which is a Grant's product that is made from three to four different distilleries, but it is a single malt scotch, so it's 100% malted barley. Uh, but it is not a, sorry, it's a malt, it's 100% malted barley, but it's not a single malt because it's made from four different distilleries, blended together. Uh, cool looking bottle. Glenlivet Founders Reserve. That is the one that's sort of in some markets replacing Glenlivet 12. Um, it's both these are priced at about $50 here and then Akintosh and Virgin Oak which it's actually priced a fair bit more um, also no way statement whiskey um, so uh, as far as our recollections go <laughs> it was a long time guys it was uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, round number one. Get any kind of immediate thoughts of what you liked and didn't like? Uh, I remember liking the Akintoshin the best of the three I believe I'm pretty sure yeah I know I didn't like the monkey shoulder because I, I remember looking at the bottle and being like, oh, yes, I didn't like this before either. Right. So that was consistent. It's Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I liked the Glenlivet just because Glen's a pretty easy baseline. It was our first kind of trio uh, out the gate. So it was a really good, you know, baseline. Yeah. yeah. Familiar. I'm pretty sure I was like, hmm, I remember this, but I don't know what this one is. Yeah, I, I think um, it's true. I think the monkey shoulder had the least amount of fans. Yeah. Um, Glenlivet kind of stood out really nicely because it is a bright drink. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it, it's my, for me, it's the finish isn't my favorite, but it is kind of like a bright, kind of nice, refreshing sip. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Uh, yeah, Monkey Shoulder still does not do it for me. I've, I've had this bottle. The bottle's almost empty. I, I've just mm -hmm. been really, really analyzing that bottle. I'm just like, no, I'm just not it's a big fan of that. Yeah. yeah. Different context and different circumstances is still not doing it for you. Right, because this is like the second time I've put it into a blind taste yeah. and right. seeing how yeah. it would fare out. And every single time it's like, yeah. Mm. And I mean, the Glenlivet and Monkey Shoulder are priced the same. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I would definitely grab the Glen over yeah. the Monkey Shoulder day in, day out. Just yeah. For some reason, the Monkey Shoulder doesn't work for me at all. Yeah, it's got a little harshness to it. Not not like a mm -hmm. boozy harshness because it's not a boozy drink. Just that little kind of unpleasantness, like a little bit of unpleasantness to it, um, compared to something like an Akintoshin Virgin Oak, which, which was definitely delicious. the the higher priced of the group. Um, yeah, no, its statement um, originally aged in uh, in previously used oak, but then finished in uh, brand new oak. Um, you know, it's it's Akintoshin's like good kind of intro to single malt scotch whiskey um it has a lot of you know decent flavor to it it, it does it tastes like a nice single malt scotch that's a little different because it has a little bit of that new oak it helps it out a little bit i really like this one i'm drinking it right now actually um and you're, you're enjoying it i'm enjoying it so much i really like this one and i remember the first time i had it here i was like oh this is a nice this is a nice pour um it's got like a little bit of that buzzy lip thing that i really like um that's like that's what i always get from single malts like i get that i'm here. actually gonna grab a sip now you should i'm actually surprised that we didn't like the same one jamie like for some mm -hmm. reason this particular blind tasting although we're usually aligned on the, like the mm. like cask strength style yes. we were actually differing on a lot of the ones yeah. that night for Which sure. Interesting. Yeah, it was really, it was, yeah, you're right. We, we, um, like we were definitely aligned with the stuff we didn't like, but yes. of the two that was, yes. uh, you know, in, in contention, yeah. we would choose not the same one. And that's yep. rare. Actually. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Virgin has got a beautiful nose. That just it really, really nice. does. Yeah. yeah. I'm just a huge fan of this. That's a really nice drink. No, it's, a, it's also 46% proof. Um, so it's a little higher proof than the rest of them were. Um, um, and it is also, I think they bring it out once a year, but it is a limited release. It's not something that's always available. Um, yeah. Okay. So I like that one. Yep. Yeah. Cause we should mention Jen's been at every single one of our tastings. Well, uh, she has. Much, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So, <laughs> so we know each other's palates relatively well. So it is a surprise. This is why we yeah. do have uh, a good common core. Cause we kind of, for me, it's good to know what people like and don't like with different palates. And so that's where it really helps out. Yeah. So round number two. Round two. Uh, this is also um, featuring, so this is, was going to be a more of a peated round. Um, and this was, the theme here was completely different price points. Um, and they're not all even single malt scotch. When I introduced this round, I said uh, two whiskeys are from Scotland. Uh, one is not, and that one is a blend, and two of them are 100% malted barley. And that is where he lost me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I, I thought it was really easy to pick out the the Scott single blend, essentially. You did, you you knew. You yeah. did, you knew. Yeah. You knew, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had, um, uh, the Three Ships is a five-year-old whiskey. It uses, um, it got, it, they used half, like a quarter of the barley, rather, from Scotland. Um, and then the rest was in uh, South Africa, so... It's uh, three ships, aged for five years. We know in a hotter climate, it, the age goes through a little bit more. It's a very cheap bottle. It's a $35 bottle. So that was the non-scotch 
uh, whiskey. Mm -hmm. The second one is a Johnny Walker Black, mm -hmm. which um, really did not do well with anybody. No, um, I will, no. I, and I've warned everybody, I think I've had that bottle for about a year, so maybe even a little longer. Um, so, and it's been down to nothing. I should have drank it like a year ago, really. <laughs> uh, I should have just finished it off. But um, that bottle, um, so it is a blended whiskey, and uh, it is from Scotland. And then we had... Bunahanum. Bunahanum? Yeah, Bunabane, right? Bunabane. 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 And what's the, it's the, uh, let's just oh, no. the name. No. You're not going to even. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The Kiyokanabaru. Chobanak? Chobanak. There we go. Whoa. I like, like Chobanak. I'm awesome. making that up. You know that, No, that's great. Right? Yeah. That's great. Let's okay. go with it. It's a Bunahanum yeah. that's, that's actually the, uh, the peated one, because normally it's not a peated. Um, so that was the more expensive single malt. So they really work three, three different tiers of pricing. You had the very affordable... Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, South African whiskey. You had Johnny Walker Black, which is kind of mid mid tier, and then you had the more expensive Bunheim uh, peated whiskey. Um, so universally, Johnny Walker did poorly. I yeah. yeah, no, it didn't. It everyone thought it sort of fell flat and fell apart and just sort of was boring and. Yeah, it just didn't play well on the palate at all. It was so dead. Yeah. And and I I mean I do this somewhat on purpose because I'm continually striving to find out when whiskey kind of starts degrading in the bottle. And it's not nobody knew that that bottle was down to the last bit, that everything was blind. Um, but I have been I do get a lot of common notes when I serve a whiskey that's been flattened out and it's usually flat. Like yep. literally you guys said literally it was flat. flat. Yeah. 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 It's like there's no finish on it. It's just kind of like bah. barely yeah. any any flavor like nothing like it just to hit your palate and died mm, died yeah yeah especially true with peated whiskeys too yeah. i'm sure because that peat's done yeah. oh there was no peat yeah there yeah. was no peat i mean really you're drinking johnny walker without peat that's yeah. you know that's that's not a good thing yeah um but three ships and Bunaheim. what are your what were your thoughts uh i seem to recall really liking the Bunaheim. Bunaheim. is that what we're calling it mm, yeah sure uh, I seem to recall that one being the the, the choice of mine. Um, I seem to recall liking Three Ships as well. Yeah. But yeah, there was just something. It's so I'm I I'm just trying to remember now by smelling it out of the bottle, which doesn't really help. I'm but oh man, sip. that's a great nose. Even just out of the bottle, like. Yeah. It's just a lovely, really nicely well-rounded um, pour. I really like this one. Yeah, I liked both. Um, yeah. I found, I think I probably would have liked the three ships a little bit more. I'm not so much a fan of the peated. Right. And the three ships was a little punchier to me mm. and a little less on the mm -hmm. peated yeah. scale. Um, that being said, both were quite lovely, and I think I was thinking both of them would just be mood dependent. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You could go either way. Yeah, you could be like, oh, I just feel like a pour of this tonight, or I feel like a pour of that, or whatever. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Just yeah. mild degrees of heat, yeah. essentially. Yeah, which is kind of it's nice, and like that's why these whiskey tastings are always so much fun mm -hmm. for me, is because you can sort of explore a little bit. Well, it's also nice to drink someone else's booze. Like, <laughs> Also great to raid Mark's whiskey cabinet. That's for rather generous. Yeah. And um, and he's very generous with his pours. So in case you haven't been following along and listened to the the there there is an actual recording. Like Mark always records us for these tastings. And I would be so like curious to hear how the sort of 
the volume sort of gets higher and like the actual conversation probably degrades a little bit and it yeah. just 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 started off and just here five minutes at the beginning and then five minutes at the end especially after the last round that we oh, had which we'll talk about in a little our bit our bonus rounds oh boy yeah mark brought pizza again oh it's pizza uh, you I'm do a solid. I'm super excited. Are we gonna? Do we get to eat this now? Yes. 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 Uh, All right. You want to introduce the next round? Yeah, sure. Um, what did we do? Let me just my round phone. three. Round three. Fight. We did. Okay. Oh God, this. All right. <laughs> this is the one that destroyed me. And not in like. Yeah. Oh, then all of a sudden I was drunk. That's was not what so I mean by good. destroyed. I mean like I had a fit during this. And it's all Mark's fault. So um, I was actually the, the one who didn't agree on this one. I was the one, the odd one out, I believe, on this one. Um, uh-huh. We yes. did the Aaron 14, um, Mortlock Rare, and Dowany 15. Um, and if anybody has ever heard me rant and rave about Dowany 15, about my feelings towards it, they have nothing to do with the actual whiskey, but more about, for some reason, it seems to be the whiskey that I get lectured about by people that don't realize I know what I'm talking about when it comes to whiskey. White older men. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yes. <laughs> I get, I seem to, it seems to be the one that just causes like my back to get up. And for some reason it's always Dalwini 15. And so it was a blind tasting and I was like, oh, I'd like this middle one. And Mark's face was like as delighted as I've ever seen him ever. And he's like, I cannot believe this. I cannot, I cannot believe that you just said that. And I was like, oh God, what did I just choose? And he comes out of, like, the bedroom where he keeps his, like... So when he sets up the, the tasting, like, the his bedroom is where he keeps all the bottles so that we don't sneak a peek and know what we're tasting. And he comes out with this bottle behind his back, and he looks delighted as, as all get out. I believe that's called a shit-eating grin. It was a total shit-eating grin. It was very unprofessional. I feel very bad to say. <laughs> only a little bit, though. But only a little bit. And he, like... He's like, all right, the middle one. And he pulls it out from behind his back. And like the smile like lit up the night sky. He was so happy to put this one right in my face. So I, I believe, though, that that this has been relabeled to wild turkey rare breed. I know somebody went into Mark's office and found some tape mm. and scratched out the label that said Dalwini 15 and mm. wrote wild turkey rare breed. I don't know. I love that. I love that. Somebody got taped and taped over it like you were trying to not ruin the label. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no difference. Because pulling off the tape is going to kill the label anyway. Also, the fact that Jamie found tape in my office. Like, I go to Nicole the next day. I'm like, do you know we had tape in the office? She's like, no. I'm like, go to Nicole, do you know where we would find tape? She's like, I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know. Jamie went through our drawers and found tape. I did. I, I went through all of your office drawers and I found tape. Yeah, you definitely have tape. <laughs> Should we need to relabel any other bottle? You have tape. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be a precaution for next yeah. time around. Yeah. Now, 
the Dawani was not the favorite of most. And 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 in Jamie's complete defense, yeah. I I totally spun the story. You know how like fought, you know like if <laughs> news media like just spins the story terribly. I did that. I was the worst of jerks because I don't think Jamie even tasted the third drink yet. I think she was like on drink number two, and she's like, I really like this. I haven't really had number three yet, and I'm like, oh my god. And I that is was, true actually. I, I was a bit of a yeah. If we hear the recording again, I think I swore so much. I don't know if we could ever put it on. Um, I know I have to have like a little E next to it, a little explicit thing. Someone was disgruntled. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, there was some denial happening. (laughs) So we had, so um, Dalwini was not the favorite of most. Um, Mortlock Rare did very uh, well, and the Aaron 14 did very well. And as far as I remember, it was kind of a split except um, for me yes except for you which isn't which is so great i mean like it's amazing how uh you know like preferences are preferences and that's that's just kind of how it ended i mean the one um uh, 15 is such a classic single malt it, it is like defines that that kind of style of single malt scotch right um aaron 14 does a really great job of making i mean they're a brand new distillery they've got you know they've, they've only been around uh, since the 90s, but they've done a really great job with the way they, they make their whiskey. Um, and they're more known for their finishes because um, Jim Murray like, named one of their finishes one of the best whiskeys in the world right. a, a bunch of years ago. And they've kind of you know latched onto that. But I think their like, 100% single malt, non-finished whiskey is fantastic. I really, yeah. really enjoy it. Uh, I think the 14 is really great. Um, and then the... Um, so I had two Diageo products here actually, because that was was the the uh, Mortlock Rare and the uh, Delwini 15 are both uh, from Diageo. Yeah, I don't I don't can't quite like Mortlock Rare did did well. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, people. I I just remember it being between Aaron and Mortlock. Um, I'm a big fan of Aaron, so when you pulled the bottles out, I was like, oh, that's why I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love their Amarone finish cask. Um, and I currently am drinking their Devil's Punch Bowl 3. Oh, that's really good. And that was really good. Yeah. It's just like a hint of peat and just all the lovely flavors. I don't know. Really dug it. Um, so when I uh, when I blind tasted them all, I, I remember liking the Aaron Malt the best. And when you brought it, I was like, yes, nailed it. Well, and, and Jamie having the uh, perfect older white male <laughs> single malt scotch palate just um, went after the... You know, mm-hmm. more delicate, um, softer drink um, that we know Jamie I'm loves. I'm never going to live this down. Yeah, no. I am never going to get Did you want some this. water with that? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think she does. I think, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I deserve that. <laughs> oh, man. Hate it when they suggest that. Oh, so bad. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that was a surprise for me. I yeah. was really off maybe that night i don't know i don't know you, you had been drinking for quite been some drinking. that's true that was probably drink number you know seven for you or yeah. eight um because we did record that podcast don't with sarah <laughs> for the month <laughs> <laughs> yes half pours only but that was, i think that was a great round because everything was priced about the same right. um, we had one no age statement, um, two older whiskeys, uh, the Mortlock Rare being the one without an age statement. Um, price points are very similar in, in that category and just very different styles of single malt scotch. Uh, Mortlock's a super old distillery too and the Rare is probably not its best uh, impression as far as what kind of, it usually has a little grindy or a little like flavor for more character forward whiskey. Mortlock's definitely kind of a, 
younger, a little softer whiskey. Um, and um, but I thought it did really well against Aaron Fourteen. I, I was expecting Aaron Fourteen to just take over, right? Uh, and I was expecting Delwini to to be the second. And I think you know, I I, I love the Delwini Fifteen. I can't judge it on its own. It, you know, I was in the I didn't have a blind tasting, so I couldn't do it truly blind. Um, but I thought the Fourteen was. I thought they all did really well. Yeah. In that in that space. Definitely. So the that was that was if you can find this the the like moment where it's revealed <laughs> on the recording it would be quite funny. <laughs> it was a really good Jamie's expression. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> round number four. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I call this round? I had a name for it. Oh, is this the one where you like basically were just like we're doing yeah. Um, Face round, I can't remember. I would remember. It was um, four different whiskeys, mm-hmm. um, all, right. all at cast strength or slash high proof. Mm-hmm. That's our favorite round, Jamie. Two mm-hmm. from Kentucky, yeah. Two from Kentucky and two from Scotland. So featured in this round, uh, really classic battle to, with between the bourbons. It was Stag Junior versus Booker's. Uh, very very classic. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're both. Super high proof. One's from Jim Beam. The other one's from Buffalo Trace. Um, very oak forward. Very much defining that category of high proof oaky whiskeys. And then we had on the Scotch side, we have the Balmore Tempest and the Amroot Cast Strength. Um, so Amroot actually not being from Scotland. It's a, it's a single malt, um, but it is from India. Uh, very high climate, high oak um, whiskey. And the Balmore Tempest 10 uh, was in that round. So really it wasn't... A, you couldn't compare these four the different categories, but it was more of like stag bookers versus Balmore Amber, just kind of exactly. how those house two fared. Um, any any thoughts on that round? Um, well, <laughs> um, shoot, I don't know. Well, I um, remember us thinking like it was very delineated on the pairing because this was all blind right. essentially we sat there and be like okay these two we can actually compare against and these two we can right. compare against so it was very clear which were the bourbons and of mm-hmm. course which mm-hmm. were the scotch um so i, I for me um for all, like throughout all four i kind of felt like the bourbons did better with me at this point mm-hmm. by round four but i don't know mm-hmm. if that's so much of a preference overall versus a i've been drinking a lot right. And okay. it was different. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember everybody just loving everything they were drinking yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone was loving everything they were drinking. They were loving each other. Everyone was very happy. <laughs> except for Jamie. <laughs> except for me. I was miserable in the corner, sulking. Mm-hmm. Drinking my Del Drinking my Del I seem to recall Booker's performing better than Stag Jr. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was my, that was my preference. Okay. Yes. Totally my preference. I remember. I found that surprising, though, because Stag's supposed to be better. Yeah, I um, ostensibly. I'm a a Booker's person. I'm really Mm -hmm. am between the two. I I really enjoy them both. Um, Yeah, definitely. um, Booker's is oakier um, and less uh it's just it's, it's just it just hits you really hard mm-hmm. um which plays to my palate entirely yeah and stag has a little bit of kind of that little bit of nuttiness but it doesn't seem as complex to start mm-hmm. and i just i just they're both really great it's it's comparing two really excellent whiskeys mm-hmm. but definitely uh, but i'm definitely in the booker's camp which is interesting because i mean you're right uh stag jr is far less available 
Um, it's also a new product, um, right. but they're they're both very much um, uh, they're very very much you know in a similar category. Uh, you would think Stag would do better, but no, I'm I'm a definitely a Booker's person. Yeah, I was in Camp Booker. Yeah, that, that seemed to I be the so predominant. I was, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I really remember like in the Amrit cast yeah. strength. Like I remember just being really really happy with that pour. Um, again, you're right. I mean, we were eleven everything a lot <laughs> at this point, but. This one sticks out for me. Um, I remember even taking a picture of the bottle because I was like, you must remember that you love this. Mm-hmm. So next time you come over, you can just go for it. Yeah, uh, Amrut was really, really, it's a freaking delicious drink. Um, I'm partial to the Tempest, but I think that was uh, also very heated, um, very heated kind of discussion there as far as heated. We're like, we all love this. This is great. We're like nitpicking really mm-hmm. terrific whiskey. How fortunate, you know, fortunate we are to do this. That's, yeah. that's um, not really fair. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Amrut is, is, they're both really delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tempest is probably, for me, maybe a little too young, maybe a little not as oaky as I would like it a little bit more oak forward. Uh, and the Amrut definitely does that, but the Amrut's also kind of overpowering. I'd almost yes. want that Amrut for a slightly lower proof. Just a little, right. little more texture to it. Um, which is the great thing about high proof whiskey. You could always add a few drops of yeah. water. You're good to go. Um, so yeah, just, but again, nitpicking really great whiskeys. Um, yeah, this was, this was a good round. I'll be frank. I couldn't remember between the Bomer and the Amarit, and it's only because I have a picture that tells me I chose Amarit that night yeah, over Bomer. Yeah. Uh, Cause the Bomer isn't it. yours, is it? Mm, the Amarit isn't mine. The Amarit isn't yours. Okay. Well then oh, why is right. it right here? Uh, I just got to bring it back to Alex. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. All right. Yeah, I remember liking the Amarut, but I mean, it, again, it plays to sort of my palette of cast strength and kind of stronger, punchier ones, which, although I hadn't been choosing all night, that that at the end of the night was uh, very strong between the two, between that and the Bowmore. But I actually happened to like the Bookers over all four of them. Really? Yeah, strangely enough. I don't know why. Mm. I, I think that, yeah, I think the bourbons did really well. Bookers they did really, really well. Um, yeah. And price point wise, they're yeah. um, way better, right? I mean, yeah, I guess Bookers and Stag Jr. are about the same. Uh, the Amber Cast is pretty pricey. Um, mm. that's, that's pretty pricey. It's over $100 for yeah. sure. And then the Tempest is around that $100 range. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, also, um, it also kind of. You know, I mean, bourbons just do so well in high proofs. They really do. They shine. Yeah, they Um, do. They do shine. They're just so cool. Like, they just really, like, they just really nail it insofar as, like, what is appealing to, like, my palate specifically. It's just awesome. Like, Booker's, Stag Jr., like, like the Taylor barrel proof. Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, enchanted by all of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is what... uh, what uh, you, you find Scotch drinkers that just drink Scotch, that's what they're missing out on those high proof bourbons. Is just mm-hmm. that's they're really, really good. Uh, it, it, I mean, at the price point, never mind the price point, it just shines at all, you know, at all levels. Um, and there are great bourbons that have more complexity, like Scotch does, and everything else, but like, it just like want a lot of complexity and a lot of flavor and just um, and a lot of depth. I think that's that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. you get is you get a lot of that depth. And it probably is true that Scotch opens up a little bit more at, at the lower proofs, but um. But, you know, a lot of Scotch drinkers will always say, ah, oh, Macallan uh, Red, the uh, cast strength Macallan bottle. And they'll be like, oh, that was a good whiskey. Right. Um, and that was a really great whiskey. And it had everything, the kind of that kind of Booker's mouthfeel, very thick and yeah. luscious and just a beautiful drink. And people still on Twitter, like, 
on my like whiskey Twitter feed, or like every few weeks, somebody's like, "Ah, oh, McAllen Castro." Having like a moment. Sigh. Wish I still had some. Well, I, I like, and I, I appreciate like a good like Thor is actually oh, yeah. really, Thor is really lovely, good. Um, cast strength, like single malt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just it's I, it's so funny because when it's sort of like bourbon has you know a nice amount of representation cask strength wise like most distilleries do something cask strength it just feels like there's not as much uh, like options when it comes to like scotch that is still cask strength mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's true I think that's you know you know part of it that is we don't get as much here. There's more of it in Scotland. Mm. Just like take me to Scotland, then yes, let's go, go nuts. Can, can we make a Scotland trip? <laughs> we should. Yeah, we we, we totally like, should. We're go to Scotland and just give us yeah. castering stuff. Don't yeah, just, yeah. yeah don't mess it. around with any of this water. If you ever go to a Glenlivet tasting? Um, that's what they'll tell you. Oh yeah, and don't. I have. That's yeah. that's where I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's too much don't. water. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I was having this conversation um before with somebody, but I was like. Ah, you know what, Glenlivet it has a bit of a, okay, it has a bit of a kind of a bitter, that bitter finish, kind of a little bit of unpleasant finish. It's kind of, it's supposed to be like nice, you want like an oily, mm-hmm. spicy finish, and it's kind of not as spicy, not enough oak, and it's just kind of like you get the oily unpleasantness a little bit. And with water, it goes away. Right. So, uh-huh. so with water, you just kind of get the bright notes, you kind of get the zesty, lemony notes, you kind of get a very bright that citrus. Drink. Comes right, up. citrus. Yeah. But yeah. that little bit of unpleasantness goes away. Right. So I don't think that's by accident. I think right. I think they. Uh, I think it's a. Be- I mean, it's a better drink under forty percent. Um. Then, but it's no longer whiskey. Right. Right. So they have exactly. to bottle at forty percent. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, like Glenlivet makes a lot of great products with For their sure. cast strength and their older whiskeys, and and some of their older whiskeys are very affordable, like their eighteens yeah. and everything else. But the um, um, and I like the Founders Reserve more than the twelve year old, if that says anything, just because mm-hmm. I think it's a brighter, a little edgier drink, has a little more mm-hmm. to it. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah, otherwise, no, just don't water stuff down. Yeah. yeah. In general, that would just be horrendous for me. Yeah, but people have different palates. And, and I mean, for like, sure. it's, it's, you know, it all depends where you are in that whiskey exploration. And, like, I stopped with beer. I stopped with beer with IPAs, high-proof IPAs. That's where I stopped. I'm like, I don't need to go any more complexity. I know what I like. Right, right. Um, and somebody like, oh, my God, I can't believe you like that high IPA, high-proof IPA over this one. Like, yeah. That's where I stopped. Yeah. My adventure stopped at that point. Right. right. Um, and that's true for whiskey, too. People, their adventure stops at a certain point. Yeah. They have their ideal drink. They have their go-to. And I mean, it. sometimes yeah. there really isn't a, a desire or a need to necessarily explore every frontier. Like, mm-hmm. people can decide. And I mean, eventually, they might change their minds as they, you know, grow older and become exposed to more flavors and profiles. But there is also nothing wrong with, like, I love this thing. Let me drink it every day, all day long, right? Downey 15 apparently is one of those ones where all <laughs> these gentlemen just go right for it. Am it's too I bad it wasn't. A, am I going to get an email from all the Downey 15 gentlemen that listen to this podcast? They're like, bitch, you don't know good whiskey. <laughs> apparently you do. Apparently I do. Apparently.
apparently my palate. On a blind tasting, you yeah, do. Yeah, I chose it. I sure did. Yeah, definitively as well. Yeah, was and I not... even argued with people. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, I like <laughs> this one, even though the rest of the group was like, no, we like this one. I was willing to be like the, the one voice of contention. I now know what Mike DeCaro feels like oh, in yes. every round. Every That's round. Right. Right. Mike DeCaro, every round. He no. always likes no. the weird one. The wow, underdog. the one that other, yeah, the underdog. Essentially. Yeah. And but so, it's usually because it's not as like either high proof mm-hmm. or you know really strong punchy flavors. He really appreciates the more subtle notes yes. that apparently I never pick up anymore. I never. Yeah, yeah I don't. Just fry yeah. the hell out of my palate. Just. <laughs> it's okay. You, me, Jamie, we'll we'll take a bottle of Delwyn. I mean, uh, rare breed. <laughs> Wild turkey red yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, I did manage to get my hands on a, a bottle of wild turkey red breeds. I saw that. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It Trent brought so it back good. from Portland. Nice. And uh, he nice. also brought back the wild turkey 101. How was nice. the 101 um, versus the red You know, it's, uh, it's closer in, like, profile to the 81. Like, it does taste like a punched up version of mm. the 81. It really is. It's all the notes are the same and um, but it is a little it's it's stronger. got that it's stronger. It's got a little bit more um, of a kick to it obviously because it's 101 proof as opposed right. to the 81. but the in terms of I went back and forth between the two and it's this it's very similar just that the just you know punched up version. Nice. Um, nice. But that rare breed, man, it's oh, right yeah. in the middle of my cabinet right now, just like right there, so I can look at it and be like, "You, yeah, I'm so one glad. day I'm gonna come visit you." Yeah, so yeah. Glad How I do you not drink it every day? Like, what's the uh, what's the yeah. Trying not to drink every day. It's under lock and key, and it <laughs> rotates locks. Yeah, you know? just you know, a little Friday night pour it was yeah. um, my one year wedding anniversary yesterday, oh, and congrats. so thank you. So I was like, tonight seems like the proper night for a pour of Pappy Van Winkle oh. fifteen. So nice. that was our nightcap. So cool. it wasn't uh, too shabby. It was yeah. appropriate. I keep giving it out to friends and stuff like that. And I was like, I have to save some for myself too, <laughs> everybody. Well, the, the Pappy uh, sale is going to come back in January. So you can get more in Ontario. I mean, I hope so. We were lucky because we won the lottery last time, yeah. right? Right. So you have to just be lucky twice in a row. I don't know. We actually had a lot of drama this past weekend over uh, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Yeah. Sounds oh. like 18. Right. Um, we, um, Reddit picked this up on Thursday. Um, they were like, oh, Sazerac 18 is no longer going to be part of the release at, uh, from the LCBO, our, our liquor store here, or liquor government agency in Ontario. Um, and the reason was it did not pass the safety test. So the, I guess I shouldn't call it safety test, the, the testing that they did. Um, the rumor is the levels of ethyl carbonate were very high. Um, ethyl carbonate is... Um, it's essentially a uh, carcinogen um, that's found in any sort of fermented product, beer, wine, bread. Um, but it's particularly high in whiskey, probably because of the proof levels. Um, it also is particularly high in whiskey that's um, in, in high, high temperature fermentation. Um, so, you know, they want something under 150 parts per billion or million or what have you. Um, and Sazerac 18 failed, and so I called mm-hmm. Friday. I'm like, so what's going on? And they're like, well, we think it's ethyl carbonate, and it failed that test, uh, but they wouldn't say officially. Right. And then the PR person for the LCBO called me today, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, um, we're going to let an exception through, so we're going to let it through anyway. 
Ah. Uh, because for them, they're like, well, so we're, you know, we're only selling like 60 bottles or 30 bottles. Like, you know, everybody can fight over those too. Everybody yeah. like, it's not going to, this is like, this is a problem, like prolonged drinking. If this is all you drink every day, sure. If it, they wouldn't want like a wild turkey 81 to have high levels of it. Cause it could be a daily drinker. Right. Right. None of us, I mean, some of us might be lucky enough to have one bottle. It's, this is not going to give you cancer. Right. 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 Again, not a doctor. I say that so much. I, I feel am like not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Not a doctor. Please consult with an official. Should yes. Actually Please do concerned. not take medical advice from any of the three of us. No, not no. at all. Nope. That would be very... Whiskey advice even barely. But, yeah, but, exactly. But definitely not, not medical definitely advice. Definitely not medical advice. Nope. Um, no, but that was, uh, so that was a bit of a drama. Like, and Reddit broke the story, and then it was ended up being a non-story because it'll be available in a couple of weeks. And there. we'll order it. And is that, is that also lottery? lottery? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll put my card in for that. Might as well. Yeah. 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 There's uh, the way it works is we all put in our order and they, they gave us like about a week. And then after a week's time, there's a lottery and you either get a $0 bill like I did last year. Like, mm. oh, you owe us Ew. no money. Or you get bill. A $700 bill. Yeah. yeah. You got all of them. What? <laughs> Winner. That would be amazing. I, yeah, I remember them. that from last year. Because <laughs> I remember doing the, the Buffalo Trace lottery last year as yeah. well. And of course, I won nothing. But it was fun to try. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last time that I logged onto my LCBO profile to get tickets for that bourbon dinner yeah. was a disaster and a half. Like, it logged me out because I hadn't been, like, active enough on the profile. So I logged in with, like, 10 minutes to spare, and then it logged me out right when, like, the time came. And then I couldn't get back in. Oh, snap. And it was, like, such a disaster. It was such a drama. I was, like, so upset because the LCBO's website is such a piece of crap. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So, but anyways, it ended up working out. I ended up uh, getting put on the waiting list and then they um, they found a spot for me, which was awesome. And then I ended up winning the lottery. Yeah. We got, well, I didn't actually, I should say, Trent did. <laughs> that's that's as good as I you got, did. Yeah, I got like so. an old Rip Van Winkle 10 and a 12 uh, Van Winkle Family Reserve, a Special Reserve, Family Reserve, Special Reserve. And the Pappy 15. No. Yeah. So basically, Trent brought your rare breed this year, and he got yeah. you Pappy 15 last year. Sounds like a good deal, it sounds, dude. Sounds it's like not too shabby, you guys. Yeah, it sounds pretty yeah. good. It's been a great year of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great. He's the best. Let's wrap Any up, because i got to get out of here. Uh, I don't have any except yum. Thanks. Excellent. Yeah, sorry if I burped into the microphone again. Yeah. Yeah. You need the deep... Belches. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll go well with the Dell Winnie 15. Yeah. All right. That's enough. <laughs> that's the last one for this show. I'm holding you to that. No, it's fine. I deserve it. I really do deserve it. I really do. If there's one, if, if there was something like this that I could get you on, Mark, I would. Oh, oh you'd, you'll be real. Oh, oh you'll be yeah. Brutal. Oh, yeah, I would. I wouldn't oh, let you forget it. No. So, like, I, you know what? This it's is coming. what friends are for. That's right. <laughs> so you that's don't forget right. your mistakes so you never repeat so them you again. You never repeat them. <laughs> You should see the next time I come over for a tasting, I'm just going to keep my lip zipped. I'm going to be like... I don't know. See, next time, mm, next time you should run the tasting. You should, yeah. you should just do the tasting. I should. I should run one of your tastings. You just come over in half an hour. Yeah. Have a crack at the liquor cabinet. Bring right. your own stuff. Really make it Done. very mysterious. I do have Yay. a new ad, too. I so, have, what? A Glenfiddich the door knock. Oh, yeah, it's some airport release. My, my, my dad last week, you know, uh, WhatsApps me. He's, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. He's like... 
I'm at the Shanghai airport. What do you want? Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, right? Thanks, That's Dad. awesome. You're awesome. So I'm like, go take a photo of anything, Glenn, just because it's the easy one for me to pick. Right. And he's like, how about this? So we went through that. That was that was very nice of my dad. So now very I have a bottle. Nice. See, that's that's the loveliest. Like when people are going through airports, like some of Trent's even his coworkers are like, hey, buddy, I know you like bourbon. Like I'm not bringing anything back. Is there anything you want? Oh, that's so nice. So nice, right? Yeah. Dads from Shanghai Airport. Yeah. Like, Listeners bring us whiskey from le- the That's States. right. Oh, I so know. Great. We're the luckiest, guys. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'll bring that next time. Uh, Jen, where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, at Food Prawn, and that's F-O-O-D-P-R-0-N. If you're a nerd, you'd understand that. If not, that's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie? Um, I'm at Bourbon Thing. And I'm at Mark Bylock, M-A-R-K-B-Y-L-O-K on Twitter. And you can visit our website at whsky.buzz. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Sick is getting sore.